confidence and authenticity go hand in hand. I've always said confidence is your best accessory in the fashion space. Now I realize between fashion and motherhood, it's confidence and authenticity that is really the magic creation of allowing you to step in completely and boldly into embodying who you are. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Allie Levine and dive deep into her own personal story of entering motherhood and how we can begin awakening to our true potential. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also just want to talk about the event that we just wrapped up in November that we'll be doing again in April. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so excited to have you here today and really get started with this conversation. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Hi, everyone. I'm Allie. Um, I am a mama of two girls, three and 16 months, three and a half now. Uh, I feel like you lose count once they get past that, like how many months are they and you're into the years, you're like three, three and a half, um, two girls. And um, I am a mom blogger, podcaster, TV personality, content creator. I wear many hats. Obviously, uh, mom is uh, the number one. And um, I'm just all about sharing everything real and raw from motherhood to my own personal lifestyle and spiritual journey and helping others awaken to their true potential and stepping into who they are authentically and confidently. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think, you know, as we become moms, there is so much that is really kind of unlocked within us. And like you said, like really calling attention to like awakening us in that moment. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, it really hit hard. And I was like, what's happening? Like what's going on? And you now have these little lives that you're responsible for and you want to teach them all these things and, and do all this stuff. It's so intense. It's so intense. And and you literally are like, what's wrong with me? Why? Like, why can't I even get in the shower? And then why is my brain so all over the place? And like that spiritual awakening for me was massive. And it just continued even further with Arlie, my second daughter. And it's just like, you really, when you tap into that, I almost feel like it's like, 
you're like, wait, so who am I and what's happening and why is everything not resonating anymore? And it's like, it really is. It's such a shift. And I think that like, you know, of course, there's so many conversations around motherhood of like, oh, make sure you get help. Oh, make sure you get sleep. It's like all these things that are like technically obvious that of course, we all need to be reminded to do myself included. But I think we forget about like the bigger picture of like, you may feel like you lose yourself. You may have a massive awakening. Everything that you used to love might go away. You might not align with anything in your life anymore. Like you may just completely wake up and be like, who am I? Like there's so many changes that can happen. And that's not to scare anyone listening who like might be getting ready to become a mom and is like, oh my God, really? But it's like, it just is. And it happens in the most, in my opinion, most beautiful way. Because for me, at least I was so like not aware of how much of my ego I was in. And I was just so like, look, I was selfish. Like it was just me and my husband and my husband and I, and I was very focused on Allie and the career and being a celebrity stylist and all the things, you know, I'm also a fashion expert, you know, among all the things I do. And I was so focused on my clients and all that. And I didn't realize like how much of myself I was giving away all the time and how I just wasn't involved, like even with my husband and my marriage. And then when you have children, it's like, well, one, they're front and center in front of you, whether they're crying, they're needing something, whatever's happening, like it's very in your face. Like you are responsible for this human or humans. And I think that like when you really start to see that and feel that and you shift into that, you start realizing like how much doesn't connect, how much doesn't resonate, what really aligns for you, what's no longer important and what is and how do you reshift yourself? And for me, not only was that a massive wake up call, but it was really hard at first because I was so involved in the Hollywood scene and all these things. And it was like, whoa, I have to create boundaries. I never had boundaries. I have to actually be confident within myself to have authority in my own life. I was never doing that. I was doing for everybody else. And it really like awakened me to so much of my own empowerment, which is beautiful now, but the journey of getting there, not so much. So I think it's really important when I speak about, you know, being authentically you and stepping into your own confidence. It's like totally okay to know that things may shift and they may never go back or they may, who knows, it depends on your situation. But owning that and stepping into that and empowering yourself to have those tools to be able to do so and realize you are going through a massive shift and awakening because you chose to step into motherhood full-heartedly and you chose to allow your soul to awaken because your children have awakened you, it's a whole new journey. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's so much that happens. And I think a lot of the times we do feel overwhelmed by all of it. And we're kind of like, what's going on? And massively. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, like you were saying, like very caught up in the ego and just like selfish and, and driven in your own sort of purposes. I mean, before kids, I could drop the hat. Like I could just on the you know, in a second, just go out and do whatever. And, you know, drop, yes. of, a, drop of a hat, just go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, like I could just instantly kind of be like, oh, I'm going out to go see a friend. Like, I'll see you later. And like you were saying, you know, like, yes, you have a partner, you have a husband, whichever is going on in that situation, but they aren't as reliant on you as these children are. That's right. They're yeah. okay with, you know, you kind of going out for a second and doing that. And eventually, you know, you can get to that point where you have a little bit of free time and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Initially, it's sort of like, here's this person that is completely dependent on you. And you're kind of like, what do I do with this person? Like, where do I go? 
<laughs> well, and, and it's like, what do I do with this person and how do I manage this? And then at the same time, at least for me, it was like, how do I manage myself? Because for me, for those that don't know, I went through pretty heavy postpartum depression with my first daughter, Amelia, and I never in a million years expected to go through that. Like I was so like on the go doing so many things. I had no idea how much my life was going to come to a screeching halt in so many ways. And I think that really shook me like to my core. And like you were saying, like when you have these feelings and you're like, whoa, what's going on? It does massively take over you and it is scary and it is overwhelming. And I think we have to remember too, like it's all different seasons in motherhood, right? Like in the beginning, it's kind of that like, oh shit season. Like what's going on? What did it, what's happening? What did I do? Why is my life crazy? Like, you know, like, you know, there's just so much going on. And then you add in the hormones and there could be postpartum depression or anxiety or both and all these things. And you're like, what is going on? Like, who am I? Why do I not know who I am? And I think for me, that was such a struggle. I was like, who is Allie? Why can't I figure out who I was? I was always dressing everyone for the red carpets, for television, for, you know, press, for all kinds of stuff, you know, top magazine covers, Vogue Italia. And I knew exactly what I would dress them in and exactly what I wanted them to look like and all these things. But I couldn't like figure out how to be me. And that was like such a, an ego, really death for me was like, why can't I figure out who I am? Why is it such a struggle for me? Why is this so hard? And I think a lot of moms go through that without maybe realizing it is an ego death, that there is so much happening. There is so many layers to this. And, you know, I think that when you start to like realize that this is happening and you own it and you say, okay, there's something going on, which it took me time to own it. My husband kind of helped me and was like, things are going on with you. Like you need to get some help. You need to get some resources. You know, in the beginning, first off, um, I have, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think most of us like have a ton of pride, whether it be, I don't want help, whether it be, don't tell me what's going on. Like all of us as humans, but especially then as moms, right? Because we want to do it all. We want to feel like we can handle it. It's all these things. So I know for me, especially because I had so many clients and so many things I was handling. It was like, why can't I handle this? Like, come on, Allie. So basically, like, at first, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't embody it. I couldn't say, like, if something was going on with me, my husband kept saying, like, something's off, like, different people were noticing different things. And I just kept rubbing it, like, off. Oh, I'm a new mom. Oh, whatever. La, la, la. Like, just making excuses, right? And so then, like, after that, um, it took a little bit of time and a few months later, probably about three months in, and I was laying in bed. And this was my first um, recording for my, my podcast eventually when I recorded my podcast when I was first all about motherhood, which is now everything with Allie Levine. But when I first started, it was stripped down with Allie Levine, which is all about stripping down to your truly natural, real, raw self in motherhood. And, you know, for me, when I first recorded my first episode, I said, I feel like I'm mourning the death of me because that's what I turned to my husband in bed and said. And when I first said it to him, he looked at me and he was like, whoa, what's going on? The realness, you know, like when I did my podcast, at first I was so concerned about everything being so perfect. And then I was like, it's stripped down real and raw. Like, why do I want everything to be so perfect? Like, this is not the show. Like the show is being real and raw, being yourself. What do we all go through? Right. And like, as moms, as entrepreneurs, we have so many things we all tackle, so many hats we all wear, and we're all juggling so much. I think it's important, especially nowadays in 2021, to be really real and vulnerable about that and be really honest. And so speaking to vulnerability, when I first was going through my postpartum depression, I really did feel like I was mourning the death of myself. So it was really hard for me to even like compute that. And when I said it out loud, I think it was more of like a release for me, but I didn't really actually embody it and realize like, oh, that's actually how I felt. And then when I started, you know, my husband wanted me to see a therapist and I started getting a lot of different ways to help me. I started taking CBD because for me personally, I'm, I'm all about natural. I really, 
um, believe in the natural way for me anyways, with, you know, I know everyone is different, but for my personal, um, you know, way I am. And so I was looking for different holistic things to do. Luckily, I did have like my doula and birth team that was able to guide me to like, even with therapy, like cognitive therapy, and doing different types of um, hypnotherapy, and helping me with visual and all these different things that would help me journaling, gratitude, you know, um, meditation, breath work, like, you know, the list goes on very holistic. Um, and then CBD was mixed into that. And so for me, that was what really helped me kind of start to embody like I needed help. I needed, you know, to um, have support. I was having trouble with my mindset. I was having trouble with my body because I had a, um, you know, unexpected C-section after 42 hours with my daughter. And so I was feeling very ripped away from the birth that I had envisioned and created in my mind. There was just a lot of um, trauma and a lot of things that need to be handled. And so going through the therapy, going through the different types of help, helped me to then see how much I had lost myself, how much I was struggling, and also how much I really hadn't dealt with even before having my daughter that all of a sudden to come up to the surface after I had her. Um, So there was just so much of it to deal with and unpack. And so after over a year's time, I was able to do that. And I was so grateful as hard as it was and as dark as it was, I did find light in the tunnel. And I feel like it allowed me to not only embody so much of what I had realized, but step into a newer, more empowered alley and new mom and really be able to own motherhood my own way and not feel like I had to listen to any noise outside, any social media, any anything, or even noise within my own head and my own, you know, comparisons and what I was doing to myself to rock myself truly and be able to really embody who I wanted to be. And that further helped me then step into being a mom, you know, the second time around. Because I think then especially with Arlie. I was pregnant during the pandemic and I had her, you know, during a very wild time. And, um, you know, I think that had I not been in a place where I had done the work with Amelia, I would have totally been rocked. I could have been even worse with Arlie. And thank God I had done so much work on myself and had had so much help and support that not only did I, you know, rock that birth, I had a VBAC, which everybody was like, not going to happen, not going to happen, which is a vaginal birth after a C-section for those that don't know. And it actually, by the way, is 88% of moms that do it. They just like to make it seem like it's not a big thing, but it's a huge percentage to actually make it happen. And I was empowered and determined. And I did a lot of different work around mindset and my body and all these different things and spiritually. And I had my VBAC during the pandemic, during a wild time in the world. And everyone was like, you'll be lucky if your husband's even there. And, you know, she held out right at 42 weeks and he was there when they switched the rules in California. And it was just like divine alignment. And I think seeing that and like being able to be a witness to that birth or myself and stepping into that power, it was so empowering for me of like, not only did I work through everything with Amelia, but now look at me where I stand and how much I'm doing and standing in my own self and my own authority. And that was massive and a game changer for me. Yeah. Everything you're saying is just like speaking so much to me because I was very similar situation. I was going into my first birth like, oh, I got this. I'm going to go completely natural. We're going to be all right. It was maybe like 15, 16 hours into labor. And I was like, give me the epidural, like totally like not anything what I want it. And everything was just like coming at me. I had not prepared myself mentally, I believe, for what was about to happen. And oh, then, me either. Not yeah, at all. I, I was just like, point. I'm going to walk into it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to have a baby. Like I was convinced that I was literally just going to like walk into the hospital. Baby was going to come pop out and it was all going to be all right. Like I took a like 
prep class. So I, I. I read yep. all the yep. books. I was like, yep. oh, I got this. But like mentally, I was not mentally. there. Like, such a good point. It's like when you talk about like what would you want to share with like, you know, new moms or even moms to be. Men- mentally and spiritually, like your mindset is so flipping important, whether it's hospital birth, home birth, um, you know, birth center, whatever it may be, your mindset has to be wrapped around like how much of transformation you're going through, how much is happening, how much is changing, like what you're literally creating and birthing in that moment. And I agree with you. Like when I think about Amelia's birth, you know, I started at the birth center, you know, I was there for 30 hours, you know, I was transferred to the hospital once, once things weren't progressing and, you know, they decided they wanted interventions. And, you know, I remember at the birth center, you know, as, as intense as it was, I actually did pretty well for, you know, the endurance, and the pain, and all these things. I was actually very much, I think, cause I am more of a natural person. I enjoyed the darker space and, and moving around all these things. But where I really talk about mindset, like you said, I thought I did the mindset work, but I was kidding myself because when I was actually in it and when things were happening, I was looking at my phone. I was checking Instagram. Like That is so horrible to say, but I was. I was answering a client about a stupid dress. Like My husband looked at me and was like, give me your phone. I got pissed at him and I was like, I'm trying to handle something. And he's like, you're giving birth. Like, are you kidding me? But because I wasn't actually like pushing at the moment and I was just like, you know, in, you know, whatever the transition of like, you know, you're resting and then you're pushing and all the things. I was on my phone. It's like, when I think about that now, I'm like, wow, talk about not being intentional. Talk about not staying in the mindset and like breaking away to the noise. Like with Arlie, as wild as it was during the pandemic and everything happening, like I was so focused. Like I was, you know, I was laying there and I was in it and I was aware and I was moving myself and I was moving my body and I was talking to myself. My husband was talking, you know, saying affirmations, you know, he had set up the whole room for me and all these things. And, you know, and even at the end when, you know, long story short, after all this time, you know, of like, you know, I was, you know, I had um, basically, you know, I had, I was laboring at home, you know, as long as I could. And then my doula was, you know, came check me at the house and she's like, yeah, okay, it's time to go. And, you know, and so I, you know, we get to the hospital, I'm literally transitioning. I'm like shaking, getting out of the truck. And I'm like, you know, full blown, like when you transition, for anyone doesn't know, like your body convulses, it's so intense. And I'm shaking and, you know, like everything's twitching and I'm like chattering and freezing and all the things and you know and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm getting out of the truck and they get me in and I go from being in my beautiful dark space in my you know bathtub of my my home to bright lights and hospital and everyone in my face and I'm like oh what's going on and I immediately like had this like kind of like shocking factor and I remember like clamming up and then they get me in the room and I'm like telling my husband, I'm like, get the lights low. My duel is, you know, such a saint. Stacey's on like virtual, you know, on the phone because she couldn't be there. And she's like, get the lights low, get the room going, you know. And so like everyone finally like gets out. My husband's like getting the room going and I'm back to my zen and calming myself down, getting back into my mindset, getting back to like, okay, it's okay, situate yourself, you know. And so then, you know, I'm already in transition, you know, they, I, you know, they get me there. You know, he's like, my doctor finally rolls in and he's like, oh, you know, like the baby will be coming soon. Like, you know, you're already like past, you know, like seven and a half centimeters, something like that, you know. And it was like, it was wild. And we were like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, like, you're almost at, like, you're almost done. Like, wait, 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 let's just keep going. So, anyways, a few more hours go by and, you know, and I dilate, you know, to the full 10 and I'm there. And so they, you know, they come back in and they're like, all right, because you didn't really push with Amelia because the C-section, you're going to have to kind of practice pushing. We're going to do a bunch of practice pushing. So like I'm, you know, doing a bunch of practice pushing and I'm in my zone. I got the ball and I'm doing all these things and I got music and the whole nine yards. 
And so as I'm doing this, like, you know, this has now been a few hours and they come in and they're like, all right, we want to start pushing soon because now it's been a few hours. Do you feel like good? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I think so. And then they check me and I'm still like, I think one station away. And they're like, all right, you know, we're going to give you like a little more time to set the other thing. So I lay back in the bed and I'm now doing pushing there and everything. And I, they come back in and they're like, all right, now this is for real. Like we're, we've got to get, got to get you go. I'm like, got to get the baby out. So I'm like, all right. So, you know, they get me all together and I'll never forget when he like, you know, puts the, my legs up kind of like, um, in the stirrups and, you know, was trying to help me get like more, um, like suspension to like hold on to. And he puts my legs up and my husband's holding my other leg and they're pulling me back. And he's like, all right. He's like, you know, you're, you kind of have her, like, I don't want to say she's stuck, but like there's a little bit of a hiccup. So like, I really need you to work for this. I really need you to push. And I'm like, okay. And I look at my husband and I'm like, all right. And he looks at me, he's like, you can do it. You know, we look at each other like, like dead in the eyes and you can do it. You can do it, you know, back to mindset. And I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm like pushing and pushing. And he's like, she's right there. Come on. You got to push harder. And Justin's like, I can see her. And so anyways, fast forward like a few more minutes and then like, all of a sudden, you know, I spike a fever and all these things happen, you know, and it was like, okay, now it has to, it's go time. Like there's no more. And he said, if this doesn't happen, like, I'm sorry, but like, we're going to have to go to C-section. And I just remember my mind being like, no way. I didn't come this far for this to happen. And so I turned to my husband and I said, give me my, you know, my earbud, I, you know, and my phone. And I go to my playlist. I made a bunch of playlists, which I also recommend. And I went to my playlist and I went to like one of my meditations, my fear releasing. And I clicked on one of the ones that I was listening to the whole time when I was pregnant. And I shut my eyes and I say a prayer and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen. And I just remember like literally pushing and like closing my eyes and pushing as hard as possible. And all of a sudden I hear her screaming and I literally, I swear I see like white light, like all around and like in my like vision. And there she was. And it was like, holy crap. Like it was the most wild spiritual transformation. Like, and my, I think we all looked at each other. Like even my doctor was like, like it was just like, everybody was like shocked. You know, it was like everyone's faces were just like, and then afterwards they laid her on me. They're like, you did it. You did it. You know, I was like, I was in literal disbelief. Like it was just like, I was crying. I was smiling. I was like shaking. I mean, I had no idea what actually happened, but like knew what happened. It was the most wild thing. So don't let anyone, by the way, no matter what situation you're in, ever tell you you can't do something because as moms, we can do anything. Yes. Yes. I love that. So I am preparing for a VBAC myself. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, That's why I'm saying like everything that you're saying is just like aligning so much with like what I've been going through and like what I've been working on. And like, yeah, I've been doing all the hypno babies and starting I love hypno and babies. doing all these yeah. like meditations and really just prepping my mind because I know for a fact that was not a factor that I incorporate it into my first birth mm -hmm. and like listening to the affirmations and going over all this stuff. I'm like, this is working. Like this is clicking. Like I'm literally so excited for this birth time around. Yay, like, during, my, <laughs> during like my child prep class last time, like she was like, Oh, like you should be as happy as Christmas day for this to come. And like when my, my water broke and we were heading to the hospital, I was like, this is not Christmas day. Like this is not like what I'm excited for. And like, I was totally just kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. And like, now I'm like super pumped, like super excited. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But like you said, like if I'm at that point where I'm kind of, you know, I didn't come this far just for That's like, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> another, yeah. 
And so, and also I would say to you, since you're going, you know, for the VBAC, like, you know, fear releasing is huge. Like, you know, my doula, a couple of things we did was like, one, we did like birth, you know, trauma work around Amaya's births. Like we literally like went, went, relived the entire birth. We recorded it, the whole thing. And then we wrapped it up in a pretty bow and it was like, and that's that. And that was a beautiful birth and it was a lesson. And it was all these things. And now we're moving into this new birth, this new soul, this whole new energy. And I think also like that closure of like re-going through it acknowledging it, embodying it, knowing everything that played out, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, all things, and then wrapping it up and saying, okay, now I step into this next birth, I think is so important. And then like another thing was like the fear releasing. Like I did so much fear releasing. Like I wrote down, you know, I'm afraid she's going to get stuck. I'm afraid they're going to try to put me on too much Pitocin. I'm afraid they're going to be on too much heavy epidural. I'm afraid of this. All the things I was afraid of. And then I literally burned them. I first threw them in water and then I chose to burn them. And, you know, you can flush them. You can do whatever resonates for you. And I think like just that releasing of like, letting it go. And then also speaking out loud, like my husband said to me, when we were getting at the end when it was almost 42 weeks and they were trying to push me for induction, all these things. And I kept fighting them saying, no, no, those aren't things that necessarily help a VBAC. I'm going to stick to the VBAC plan and we're not inducing, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. And my doctor, thank God was, you know, he was amazing pro VBAC. And so he stuck with me, but they kept trying to push me still because it was at the end. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And my husband, when we were going on one of our last walks as a family of three, said to me, he's like, what do you think is holding you or her back? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, do you think you're afraid of a C-section? And I was like, of course. And he's like, well, then let's talk this out. You know, and we started like walking and he's like, what are you afraid of? What's this? What's that? And he's like, and what changes at the end of the day, you come home with your beautiful next baby girl and, you know, and all these things. And that was also really helpful for me of like, not necessarily like speaking into existence, like oh, this is going to happen, but just like being aware that like this could play out and like what it's going to look like, you know? And I think being open to that too, as much as I was so in the mindset of like, no, I know I'm going to get this feedback because I truly knew in my heart, I knew in my soul it was going to happen. But I think that also being like still realistic to a point and being open to just having that conversation, releasing the fear, it also won't fight you. And I think we know now, most of us at least, about energy. It's like the more you push and push and, and resist, the more like you're just going to have this friction of like it's not going to happen no matter what. Even if you want it so badly, if you so hard on like pushing, pushing, it's just going to push against it. It's not going to happen. So when you let things align and let things flow, which is what God and the universe wants, and you just let things trust. Trust is so huge in motherhood. It starts right when you're pregnant all the way till God knows when. I'm, just, You know what I mean? It's like, Trust is huge. And so when you trust in yourself and you surrender in birth, I think a lot of times we forget that surrender. We forget like how we have to give to our bodies. We have to allow things to play out because our bodies really do know what our bodies are doing. And we play into the body and mind. Then, you know, spiritually and physically and in our minds and everything, it all connects. But it's like when the disconnect happens, that's when you do see a lot of trauma. That's when you do see a lot of things stall and things happen because at the end of the day, like we all are energy and so is our babies, you know, coming into, you know, this world. And so when you're not in alignment in that way, and I realized I wasn't with my first birth you know, I think it makes a huge difference, you know, and a lot of people will say, oh, you know, that's woo or that's this, or that's that. But it's like, hey, if you really break it down to like the true science of like everything, everything is energy. And so you start studying like how energy works and how it flows and what happens. You start paying attention to that. You'll be really like intrigued by how much you actually see things flow in more alignment. And the less you push and the more you trust, the more you let go, the more the things do flow. And for me, 
being a recovering workaholic and uh, someone who does not know how to surrender and trust and do all these things. It is a constant practice for myself. The more and more I do it and the more I allow it, the more I see in my own life, personal, business, motherhood, everything is more in flow and more in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I think, you know, at first when I started kind of like getting into this mindset and doing all this work, I was about six months postpartum and I was really just like breaking down. I was like, what is going on? What's happening? And I started finding like all of these resources that were more holistic and more natural and, and, you know, digging into like just what are we doing mentally and and all the energy and everything like that. And I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but at this point, I'll try it. What the heck? Like, what do I have to lose? And just as I've done more work on myself, as I've healed from trauma, as I've like just fixed myself almost in a way and really kind of asked those hard questions, dug into that. And like you said, all the fear releasing, that's so important in birth. And it's also important in postpartum and in motherhood and everything in general. Like we have these fears, we have these, you know, situations that we're, we're stopping ourselves from going forward because we're afraid of what's going to happen if we do that. What's going to happen if I show up and do this? And what's going to happen if I, you know, tell somebody that I'm feeling this way? You know, you know, and I, I think I was so terrified of failing or looking like a failure or saying that I couldn't do all of it. I was so afraid to show that side that it was just holding me back from so much. And once I was just kind of like, something is up. I can't do it all. (laughs) Like what is happening? And the more I've just kind of like fallen into it and the more I've just kind of accepted, like at first I was like, oh, like she can't do this or she can't do that. Or we need to like control this and we need to like watch this and everything needed to be like in this like perfectly ordered. Uh Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm an engineer, like that's my like background. And so like, I was so used to like you know, here's the problem, here's the solution. Well, and we're programmed to be that way too. Like society has taught us for so long that that's how you interact. That's how you do things. That's how you excel. And in my opinion, it's all BS. It's all conditioning. It's all programming. It's like, no, that's actually the complete opposite of how you should be as a human. And when you step into surrender and you step into actual trust and alignment and allow things to flow and, you know, not be in that competing and the constant rigidness and all these things, it starts to change everything. And, and, and you see it in everything, even little things in your life. And it's like, oh, wow, that figured itself out. Oh, wow. I feel better about that. And it's like, it can't all be coincidences when it all just starts to align. And that's what's happened in my life and continues to. And every time I catch myself fighting it more or getting more rigid, I notice how much things lock up and I'm like, wait, wait, let me pull back. And as soon as I do, things just fall into place. Yeah. And just being able to acknowledge that I think is like step one. Oh, self-awareness is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and like, that's what like, I hope to really, you know, encourage other mothers to just see and, and notice in their self, like what are, you doing to kind of create those blockages and like how can you sort of you know is it okay if you just like let them sort of you know crawl around on their own and they don't have bumper pads like everywhere you know yeah we all have the blockages we all have the things we go through we all have the fears and I think being open to that and vulnerable and being willing to have that conversation with yourself and then eventually others you know whoever you may trust 
it changes everything because everything shifts because you've released it. You're no longer holding it and harboring it. Like think about how much we all hold. Like I, I said to my friend the other day, I'm like, she was like, oh my God, you do it all. And you're so amazing. I'm like, look, I love you and I appreciate you. I'm like, just, just because I quote unquote do it all doesn't mean it's not exhausting. Doesn't mean it's not heavy because you can't see it all. Like there's so much we all go through, especially now as mothers. And there's so much that changes when you become a mom. And I think that if you can be more open to those types of conversations with yourself, and like you said, realizing like it's okay to be like, you know what, this is bothering me. Or you know what, I can't do that today because I can't show up. The more you allow yourself that grace and the more you trust within yourself of what you truly align with and what feels right and what you believe, that's when things are really going to click and you're going to start to see things flow easier. You're going to see other things fall off and, you know, it's going to make room for what you want. And I believe, you know, creating, you know, your best life and your own reality of what you want and what you want for your family and for, you know, your child or your children. And that is stepping into, in my opinion, the authenticity of who you are and completely embodying that and that finding that confidence because I learned over time confidence and authenticity go hand in hand. I've always said confidence is your best accessory in the fashion space. Now I realize between fashion and motherhood, it's confidence and authenticity that is really the magic creation of allowing you to step in completely and boldly into embodying who you are. Yeah. And so for someone who's listening to this and they're kind of like, am I doing that? Am I self-aware? You know, like they're maybe completely clueless to all of this quote unquote woo woo stuff, (laughs) you know, like where would you kind of direct them to start? Yeah, it's a great question. I know it's funny because like I have so many like, oh, it's so woo. I mean, my own parents, like I've switched my wording. Like I don't say debt anymore. I say balances. My dad said to my husband, he's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, it can be ridiculous to someone. But for me, it's changed the way I look at things. It's changed the way I view things. It's helped me actually manage my balances and be able to get out of that, you know? And so the thing is first is X out the noise. There's always going to be people most likely in your close circle who are going to think it's crazy. You're no longer in a certain box. You're no longer playing within certain lines. And it is very overwhelming for people that have known you within a certain box for a very long time. So you have to be willing to really love on yourself and say, this is my own journey of my own life. And I have to own that first. So regardless, I can love them immensely. And I can know that they're coming from a place of love. And they may just not be on that journey. Maybe one day they will be or they may never be. But that's not their journey. It's your journey. So you have to be able to cut out the noise first off and foremost. That was the hardest part for me was really owning like, so much of like, certain family not agreeing with certain things and friends and all kinds of people have been in my life for a very long time that really didn't resonate. And it was like, you know what? That's okay. I still love you. You still love me. But like I need to be able to go on my own journey with this. And so that would be first and foremost is X out the noise, whatever the noise may be. Secondly, become really self-aware. Start asking yourself, like, are you having certain thoughts in your head? Are you noticing certain blockages? Are there certain things that you notice? Like if you go do something, is there always like the same thing that happens when you go do that one thing that is stopping you? Like, Do you feel a pullback? Do you feel like something comes in the way, whether it be you or something from the outside externally? Something is blocking in that way. And you have to dive deep and ask yourself like what it is. Is it a fear? Is it something that, you know, is actually needs to to fall off to make room for something else like what is it and it takes time to figure that out but you have to be willing to see it so being really self-aware and, and open 
to seeing what's going on. And then next I would say whatever resonates, right? So some people it's meditation, they can get a meditation. For some people it's exercise and being able to say affirmations while they're exercising and like getting in the mindset and really working on themselves. For other people, you know, it's getting in the bath and doing, you know, their own type of rituals. Like it's whatever works for you. Like for me, I mix up different things. I love meditation. I meditate almost every day and every night. I do sound therapy. I love listening to sound therapy with different frequencies. You know, I love breath work. Breath work is a huge reset and something I teach my girls, you know, and I've been doing it with my three-year-old, you know, and Amelia has been learning more and more to help her own emotions. Um, gratitude journaling, journaling in general, you know, again, um, you know, working out just to feel good. Like, again, it's really what works for you. You can't like, I think the biggest issue in society in general, in my opinion, is we subscribe to all these quote unquote channels where we're doing what everyone else tells us to do. Right. And that's why whenever people are like, oh, she's a, you know, a mommy influencer, she's an influencer. I'm like, I hate that word because I don't want to be someone who influences. I want to be someone who helps inspires and empowers you to step into who you are again authentically. And so you shouldn't be subscribing to any channel. You should be subscribing to the channel of you. So ask yourself what resonates. Like if you love, think you're going to love meditation or you're going to love listening to certain music, whatever it might be, then try it. But if it doesn't work for you, don't fight yourself and be like, oh God, I can't do this woo woo and, and be done. Try the next thing. Like what is the next thing? Maybe it's tapping. Some people love tapping. I just started learning about tapping and have been getting into it. Like there's so many different, so many different alternative holistic ways of doing things, but you have to be willing to take the first step, which is again, cut out the noise, get radically aware with yourself, and then be willing to dive in and start looking at things differently and seeing like, oh, there is this resource. Oh, this is something I might want to check out. Oh, this might actually help me. Oh, I might actually like that music or whatever it might be. And start asking yourself like, does that resonate? And when you do, all of a sudden you start to see a change. And by the way, it's not going to be overnight. So don't be like looking for a quick fix because nothing's a quick fix. Any nothing in life is a quick fix. I've had to learn this over and over again. And again, I think society kind of teaches us those quick fixes and that's BS in my opinion too. You have to be willing to do the work in one way or another. So when you actually start to do the work and you start to see all of a sudden like, oh, those thoughts I was having, like for me, example, like I was having pretty heavy thoughts the other day and I started journaling some things out and I realized like, oh no, those are just things I'm picking up from other people and different things that are around me right now. Those aren't really my thoughts, which by the way, we pick up like, I think it's almost like a million thoughts that aren't ours a day or something. I forget the exact number, some crazy number that we pick up from social media, from news, from, you know, internet, all these things, podcasts, whatever it may be that we pick up from all these other places. And it's like, well, why do we do that? Well, because we listen to so much, we consume so much, whether it's good or bad, and then we make them our own. And it's like, no, but like, what is actually your own? So when you get clear with yourself and clear things out and can actually hear yourself and feel yourself and start writing down what you actually feel and believe, that's where the magic happens. That's where you find alignment and you're like, oh, this is what I want. Oh, this is what I believe. Oh, this is what resonates with me. And there is no question. Like you feel it, you know, at least in my experience, you feel it wholeheartedly in your heart. Like you feel it. Like you know every bone in your body, every feeling tells you like, yes, this is it. This is correct. This is what I want versus again, what's being told, what's being controlled, what's being pushed upon you. You definitely should feel the difference between what's actually being told to you and pushed on you 
versus what you're actually feeling and resonating with that you're like, yeah, no, this is good. This feels good. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you said, try everything, like try it. Just, you know, I think we stop ourselves from just embracing something new. And I think when we try it, we can say, yes, we like it or not. But if you never go through with that, you don't know, like maybe you think you're going to love something and you try it and it's like, oh wait, no, no, like this is not what I really want. And I think you're not going to figure out what you want and what you enjoy unless you try it. So I definitely 100%. think, yeah. And I stick think- to it. Like, can I just share? I used to hate meditation. My woo-woo friends, one of my best, best, best friends, Stephanie, my, one of my best friends this day from college, she has always been like, quote unquote, woo, like always out there, always. And now I'm like, oh my God, you're like one of the most like favorite people to be around because I get why you've always been this way. And, you know, it was funny growing up like together, like I never really, as we evolved, I never really understood so much of what she would do. And then as, as I started evolving in a whole new way spiritually, I started seeing things and I was like, oh, wow, this is why you do this. Oh, wow, this is why you're so big on your own space. This is why, you know, all these things are clicking and so anyways, she was one to try to get me to meditation for years. And I would make fun of her. I'd be like, I can't sit here and listen to this. I can't sit still for more than 10 minutes. What's wrong with you? I need to go somewhere. I got to move. And she'd be like, shut up and sit down, you know? And I would just be like, Steph. And she'd be like, Allie, just, it's okay. Like, put your phone away. Shut your eyes. Even shutting my eyes was like a whole project. So for anyone listening, like, don't think just because you haven't done it or you've tried and you haven't succeeded, like, try again or find something else. Like I love meditation now. Like I swear, I tell this to everyone because I truly wholeheartedly believe this. Meditation saved my life. When it came to postpartum depression, when it came to shifting my mindset, when it came to so many things for me, meditation changed the game and it saved my life in more ways than one. So I'm a huge advocate for meditation and I don't care what meditation is. There are so many amazing ones out there, whatever resonates for you. But find something that resonates and something that you love to listen to or inspires you or gets you excited or calms you down or whatever it may be. It hires your vibration. It raises your frequency. That's what it's all about. And I think when I finally started tapping into it, even if it was just five minutes a day at first for me, when I was going through my postpartum depression, you know, my therapist was like, you have to meditate for five minutes a day every day, no matter what. And if you don't, like, they have to start over. And so in the beginning, I really struggled. But then I finally focused for five minutes. And you know what? Now I can meditate for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour if I'm lucky with my kids. But, you know, I can. Like, I, I, I actually can. I would have never believed that could happen years ago when I could barely do five minutes. So I'm just saying, like, no matter what it may be, don't give up on yourself. Like you owe it to yourself. So try all different things. Try it again and again. Like see what sticks, see what resonates and you'll surprise yourself with what you're actually into. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to what you were saying. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Like these things take time. It's going to be a slow progression. And I think there's so much right now of this like quick fix, quick fix, quick fix. And like, you're just being, and that's, told why, we, that, like, and that's why we are where we are in our society. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you're being told that like, oh, if you have this problem, don't worry. It can like be solved in a week, in a day, like whatever, you know? And I think what it is that like, maybe in a day you can become a little bit more aware but then the next day you're going to do something else. And I mean, like I said, it was six months postpartum that I really had something click. That was like the first initial sort of what is going on. And now, you know, my daughter just turned two. And 
it's still going on. But instead of, of being it like, never ends. Right. <laughs> and instead of being like, oh, why isn't this fixed? Why isn't I'm embracing the journey and I'm loving it. And I'm like, what's coming next? Like, where are we going to go next? <laughs> like, what else am I going to learn? What else is going to like spark in me? What else is going to be presented to me? And I think once you can like really flip around and see it as that perspective, like you're not trying to just, you know, quick solve, like get that fixed. Like it, it's really just sort of like, what else is going to be awesome that happens today? Yeah. What, what else am I going to learn? How else am I going to grow? You know, I tell everyone all the time, like if you're not growing, you're dying, whether you realize it or not. Like if you're staying still and you're in the same place, like you might as well be dead because you, you if you, if you allow yourself to grow and evolve and learn and make mistakes and just, again, kind of have that ego death, which I had to have and, you know, really allow yourself to just embody all of you. Like that's what we're here for. That's how you get to have, you know, a beautiful life and the reality that you want. No one else is giving to you. It's what you want and what you create. And you do that, like you said, by being open and being like, what's next? What's coming next? What am I learning? What is shifting? What is changing? And being open to it and aware of it versus fearing it. I think that's the difference. When you change for me, when I started shifting in my mind of like everything was fear, everything was, and I feel like I was kind of brought up that way as amazing as I was brought up and I have the most wonderful parents and I had a wonderful childhood and all these things. I was very blessed, but I think from their own programming and everything else that's gone on in the world, they raised a lot of fear in me without realizing it. And when I finally, as an adult and as a mom, started shifting things from fear to like learning and researching and being open and just changing the way I was viewing things, it changed everything. And I'm sure meditation was a huge part of that, but it really did shift so much for me where I was no longer like in this constant fearful mode. And it was like, no, okay, I'm just going to learn. And something honestly as silly as like, you know, getting in the car and, you know, if I have to go to the other side of the car, like leaving her car door open for two seconds, like is okay as long as I know I'm in a safe space instead of being fearful of things that happen to her, you know? And it was like just those little shifts, you know, or like, you know, oh, I'm going to trouble with a seatbelt, like, you know, with her car seat and like she's going to get stuck, like just knowing like it's okay, you know? And I think even little things like that, we forget how important it is to like, really be aware of that because those little things will add up and it will become all of a sudden from like a little molehill to a mountain. So you have to be so radically aware that like those little things are triggering you, are bothering you and allow them to do that, but then transmute it, see it for what it is, work through it and move past it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that shift is something that is is so important. And going back to, too, like the word association and just sort of, you know, what words are you using? How are you speaking to yourself? How are you speaking to those around you? Like, what are you tr- sort of presenting and emulating? Yeah. And what are you choosing in those moments? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any favorite, you know, affirmations or mantras or words that you really like use in motherhood specifically? Well, so I have one app that um, I, I I actually just got texted for them. So I'm like, let me pull it up because um, I have it set to like text me two times a day. Um, so like this one says, I walk in compassion and understanding, which I think is like perfect for this. And then the one I got yesterday that I loved also was life is happening for me, not to me. And I think that's like it, it, it's so easier said than done, but it, it really is. It's like the more you get out of the victim mentality, the more you switch out of, again, fear, manipulation, shame, all these low density, low vibration, low frequency things, 
and you start stepping into those higher vibrations of like compassion and love and empathy and grace and just allowing that for yourself, everything does shift. And then you do realize like life is happening for me, not to me, you know, and, and it's easy, of course, right? As humans, we get caught up. I do too, you know, but I constantly remind myself when things happen, like we recently moved Tennessee and we've been trying to get everything situated in the house and there's so much going on constantly. And our bed last week, you know, broke like our, you know, our bed frame is like a brand new bed. You know, my husband looked at me and he's like, why does this happen to us? And I was like, it's not happening to us. Something happened. Like it's okay. We're going to get it fixed. Like at least we know there's an issue. Now we won't have a problem if the kids are sitting in like, and, and even something as small as that, taking that moment and really seeing it for what it is and, and bringing it out to big picture and being like, but it could have been worse. It could have been this. It could have been that. And being aware versus like, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to me? I think that shift for everyone is so important. And I understand it's not the way we were really taught to think. I understand it's really hard because we're truly breaking habits and programming over and over and over again. It's a lot easier just kind of just go about your day and just stay in that routine. But I promise you as someone who was like that all the time, who is starting over and over every day and breaking everything consistently and feeling the growing pains while doing it, it is so much healthier. It is so much better. And you live life so much more abundantly and so much happier. And I just want so many moms to know that because I think it's so important to know how happy you truly can be in motherhood and be who you are when you truly embody that and allow it all to play out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could honestly talk about this all day and maybe even like forever, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is what really lights me up. And I think this is the message that like I found and like, I really try to just like spew out there and say like, it is possible. It is available. And it's all just sort of you know, it's you just reworking to, everything. Yeah, yeah. You really just have to like give it time to present itself to you and you have to want it to happen. Yeah, 100%. You have to want it. Just like everything else in life, you have to want it. You have to feel it. You have to see it. You have to embody it. Like otherwise, it's just because you listen to meditation for five minutes and you go about your day and like pretend like nothing happened, it's not going to change anything. Like you have to feel it. You have to be in it. You really do have to want it. That's such a good point. And I think that when you get to a place, especially in motherhood, and it sounds like from both our experiences, Sarah, like where things really aren't working and you're like, wow, something's got to shift, something's got to give. That's really when a lot of times, unfortunately, I think for most people in life, when you have a breakdown, that's sometimes when you get the breakthrough. And that I know was for me over and over again. And it's like, don't let yourself get to the breakdown. Take yourself out and start being aware earlier on. If you can be, and start practicing early and start changing things and shifting things so you don't have to necessarily go to a breakdown. But if you do break down, do know that it actually probably is a beautiful way for you to break through and you'll be really, really happy with yourself when you actually allow yourself to have that full breakdown, to come full circle, to be able to break through and find out where you truly are meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I mean, sometimes it's like unfortunate that we have to get to that like low point. You might think like, oh, it's not me. Like that's not, I'm not there. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and until it kind of whacks you in the face and is like, no, this is happening. Like, what do you want to do about it? Uh, You know, I think then, then we can really take that as a moment of learning and growing and, and use it as an amazing experience. But yeah, exactly. You know, and I think, you know, for me, meditation, <laughs> honestly, meditation, I love Gabby Bernstein. I bought a bunch of like her different courses. Um, 
I um I also love like I just I love um Wayne Dreyer, you know, love his stuff. I love his book that um that his daughters just recently came out with. Um, you know, honestly, just find things that like lift you up and find people you resonate. I love Abraham Hicks. Um, I mean, I have so many. I listen to my meditations. I'm always finding new ones. Some I find on YouTube. Sometimes I look for, you know, just high vibe binaural beats to listen to. Um, I love this app called Soak, S-O-A-A-K. That was what I was reading the affirmations from for you because they send you affirmations and you can listen to sound frequencies, um, nature, music, or just full-blown sound. But, you know, just finding what works for you and trying different things because you owe it to yourself to find the things that work for you. Like, you owe it to yourself to be the most happy, abundant, thriving mother. Like, this whole idea of surviving motherhood needs to go. There's no reason why we have to just survive and just go day to day. Like, you can thrive and you can feel good. And I'm not going to lie. Like, there's some days where I'm barely surviving. Like, Arlie's teething right now. The other night, I was up to three in the morning. Like, that was a day where it was just rough. And guess what? All my tools went out the window and I was just in it. But that's okay. Like, we're human. Like, again, being, but I was aware of that. And I was aware that this was just a moment in that time instead of letting it just break me down and be like, oh, there goes everything. And which is what I used to do. And it was just like, you know what? This is a moment. I'm going to just soak up the cuddles and nurse and just let her be because she just needs me right now. And it's hard and I need to be there for her. But again, when you have those tools and you have your toolbox, whatever you build out, then you know that and you can relate back to that and say, okay, it's just this moment or it's just this day or this week or whatever it might be because sometimes it depends on what's going on. But again, having those tools allows you to check in and do that instead of just feeling like, again, you just fell down and now there's no way you can get back up and you're just back to survival mode. No, you want to thrive. Find things that make you thrive. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, this has been an amazing conversation and definitely not anything of what I thought was coming. But again, like that's, I think when we go into stuff and we don't plan for what's going to lay out before us and we're not kind of like so rigid, you know, these beautiful conversations come about. We make connections with people, we meet people, and it's just so... Because you're your authentic self. You embody that and you're vulnerable. And when you allow that, like again... Energy just flows, and everyone is able to just step into that, and and it opens that up. And I agree with you, you know. And I and uh, you know, I know we talked about before I you know came on potentially fashion, but obviously we went a whole different direction. All I'll say with fashion, look, I love fashion. I'm a fashion expert. I'm somebody stylist. All I'll say is speaking to that confidence. I always say confidence is your best accessory, and I mean it. You need to feel confident in what you're wearing. So especially as a mom, I get it. My body change still hasn't gone back. The quote unquote bounce back never happened to me. Air quotes. Um, you know, so. I I get it and I get the struggle. My biggest thing with that helping moms again thrive and be in good wardrobe is that, you know, one, build out a mama form, a mom uniform. I say mama form. Get in your closet, build out what is comfortable to you, whether it's maxi dresses, whether it's t shirt and jeans, whether it's cute loungewear. Build out the things that you really love and have it in the front for you so that you know whether it's in your drawers or hanging in your closet, you know those are your go to so that no matter what's going on during the day, What's happening that morning? Someone comes in screaming, someone's sick, or whatever's happening, you can grab that one thing and get yourself together because you know it feels good and you're going to be able to still step into who you are. And you're not just like dragging your pajamas, exhausted, because we don't realize how much clothing also plays a huge role in so much of our emotions and everything that goes on. So when you allow yourself to stay in the same clothes or you stay in pajamas, which look, no shame because I did most of 2020, especially being pregnant. But 
you know, you like embody that. Like you stay in that like, oh, I'm just in this like frumpy pajamas for three days and they're probably a dirty and like, oh, whatever. But your your mind, everything takes that on. And so you start to all of a sudden like feel more off or more tired or whatever it may be. So being able to like, you know, just get yourself dressed. I get that showers maybe don't happen for all of us every day. Raising my hand, like totally get it. Been there, do that all the time. But even if you can't make that happen, at least have a fresh outfit and like know that that is your uniform that you're going to throw on and you're going to feel good in. And then of course, find the things that make you feel good on the days you do feel like you want to get dressed. So like, you know, have your favorite maxi dress or have a cute, you know, blouse and pants that you have in front, whatever it is for you that makes you feel good. And if there's accessories you love, have that there, you know, and make that your pop. Or if there's a certain lipstick you love that makes you light up, like have that pop of color and have it ready to throw on your lips. Like, little things that just make you pop and make you feel good and colors. Like I always encourage mom to really find colors. There is true thing called color therapy. I'm going to a whole thing about that, but the long skinny of it is basically colors really do change the way you feel, whether we realize it or not. So putting on a yellow can make you feel bright. You know, pink can make you feel, you know, more compassion. Like there's just all these, you know, purple can make you feel more calm. There's all these different things with color. So when you put something on, just at the basic level, look at how you feel when you put it on. Like, does it make you feel good? Does it light you up? Like, we're obviously on a podcast, but like, I'm wearing like blue light glasses, but they're like, you know, blue glasses. And like, I feel like happy in them. And they, they like, they make me feel like a little pep in my step. And like, little things like that are really important, especially when it comes to like a stay at home mom and a mom who's mostly like just like in it with their kids. Like, still look out for you. Find the things that make you feel good. And if you do need help, please feel free to reach out to me because I do love working with moms. I love that. And speaking of reaching out to you, how can we get in contact with you? Where are you at on social media? Everything like that. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. It also lit me up. And I would say, you know, my website, AllieLevine.com, just A-L-I- levine.com. I recently rebranded so you can check out all the things mom, fashion, TV, all the things I'm doing. And I've really put a whole real and raw section of motherhood on there too for everyone. Ali Levine Design is my social, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design. And I mostly spend time on Instagram just because I do answer DMs all the time and stay with the community. But I am on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and the talk and all the things. Um, so feel free to find me wherever and, you know, follow along. But please, if something resonated with you or if you're struggling or if there's anything that I can help you with or serve you or in any way, please feel free to reach out. I do take a minute to get back because of my girls and everything going on, but I always answer my community and I, that's what I love about social media as much as there is so much negative. I love the community. I love what I get to build and the conversation. So if something resonates, please feel free to let me know you found me through Entering Motherhood with, with Sarah and I would love to say hello. And if you are looking for help with you know fashion and styling, please reach out and again, let me know you found me through Sarah. I'll be happy to give you a discount for coming from her podcast and let me know, you know what you need help with. I'm here to help you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood. <laughs>